Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good evening and welcome to the third edition of our Great Escapes August Digging Deep podcast. I have Becca Colley with me again tonight, and we are so glad to have her with us. Actually, as you know, I've been with the new Maggie, and we've been recording these at Becca's house, and so it's been very nice to have a, a co-host as we've been talking about Great Escapes. We are talking about eternal punishment and the great escape that we as children of God have because of the cross and because of the resurrection. We're going to begin where we left off last time. We were talking about the rich man and Lazarus, which is, in my opinion, a true story because if it were a parable, it is the only parable that actually names people and it is there's no indication that it is a parable as many times uh, Jesus parables were noted as being Jesus likened something to something and it was a comparison usually when he told a parable and this one's not like that so it's it's much different from most of his parables if it is a parable I believe it's a true story because of those reasons mostly because it is the only parable in which people are named or at least Lazarus is named at any rate when we talked about the rich man and Lazarus last time we talked about some of the characteristics of eternal punishment from that I wanted to veer off just a little bit tonight and talk about the fact that in this story that Jesus told we don't know very much about the man who went to torment we know very little about his Life as he lived here on the earth, we know that he was a rich man and we know what colors he wore. He was clothed in purple and fine linen and we know that he fared or ate sumptuously every day. We know that he lived in a place where there was a gate and a beggar who was lying at his gate each day. I would assume then that Lazarus was passing that the rich man was passing by Lazarus and seeing his desperate condition because the Bible says he was full of sores and that he would have loved to have had the crumbs from the rich man's table. So that's really all that we know and then we have the account of their deaths. So Becca, if we were saying what it is if we if we had to surmise what it is that um, we know about the rich man that put him in torment, what is the one thing we know that he failed to do that put him there? He failed to serve. He failed to think about others and to see them as souls. That's right, and that's not the only place that we have service as the deciding characteristic of eternal destiny and what other passage can you think of becca that we could find service as being the characteristic that saved people matthew 25 is of course the first thing we think of and it's the only um well maybe not the only but it's definitely the most in-depth portrayal of judgment day that we have in the new testament or the whole bible and so turn over to matthew 25 and we'll start in verse 31 It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. 
And before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when do we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when do we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I love that instance where Jesus just actually drew back the curtains on the judgment scene and let us have a look at that final day when damnation was pronounced on some and some were welcomed into eternal life and when we see that we see that those who were can y'all hear Maggie (laughs) we see she didn't want us to talk tonight when when we see that curtain pull back we see um that those who were welcomed were welcomed because they gave Jesus the Lord meat when he was hungry a drink when he was thirsty they visited him when he was sick and in prison they ministered to Jesus and they had an humble spirit they looked at Jesus and said when when did we do these things I want us to notice that humility goes with service and then on the other hand pride goes with those who are interested in self like the rich man in the story of the rich man and Lazarus pride goes with those who are interested in self ignoring the needs of others and in this case you know it's interesting that we don't have in some other places we have um, the judgment day portrayed and people are saying lord lord didn't we prophesy in your name and in your name didn't we cast out demons and do many wonderful works and we're talking about spiritual things in that case and jesus said depart from me i didn't ever know you but in this case we don't have religion really per se mentioned we have a way of life that was selfish and another way of life that was a life of service and I mean, if you isolated Matthew 25, you might come away thinking, you know, a works-based salvation. And we have to remember, when you look at the whole of Scripture, we're not getting into heaven based on how well we serve others. We're getting into heaven based on the blood of Jesus Christ. But what Jesus says about the service or the lack thereof is so obviously a demonstration of how we feel about Jesus Christ and how seriously we take that blood 
of Jesus because he says, as much as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So if we're not focused on service, then we obviously have no respect for the blood of Jesus and we can't expect to call upon it on judgment day. There's this little story that I remember that uh, something that happened in during Hannah's childhood when she was little. We were going to go speak at a ladies day somewhere and we were very excited. She was about, I'm going to say she was about nine years old. And, and as she was growing up, I let her always speak um, three or four minutes, just kind of trying to train her so that one day maybe she could go and speak for ladies groups as well. And it was just good for us to spend that spiritual time together. But this time we were excited because we were going to a city and there was a shopping mall there and we had planned on going to just spend some girl time shopping. But the day before, uh, a lady who was in her 70s, who was in our congregation called and said you know can I go to this ladies day with you well she would she had a slurred speech because she had polio as a child and she had a, a, a leg that dragged behind her and so we knew then at that time that we would have to turn around and come straight back home that she wouldn't be up for going to the mall and spending time spending girl time and so I I kind of was sad to break it to Hannah that you know we're not going to get to go to the mall like we thought because Miss Freddie is going to go with us to the ladies day and she will um, need to come on back home and Hannah said this to me and we had been studying from this very passage right here in fact on one of our Hannah's hundreds we sing this passage and so we've been talking about how that when we do good things for people when we give people rides when we have people over into our home when we have people spend the night who might need a place on their way through to preach somewhere or whatever it is when people need things and we give them what they need that we are doing that for Jesus and Hannah remembered that at that moment and she said but mom she said it'll be just like we're getting to take Jesus to a ladies day and so she was getting it from a from a child's eye she taught me something that day that we reflect our love for Jesus by our love for one another there's one more thing that I wanted us to notice about this do you have another any more comments about the service there's one more thing that I wanted us to notice and we um we have somebody who knows about the Greek in this passage here in verses 41 and 46 in the King James Version we have uh, Jesus saying to those on the left hand depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels I want us to notice that word everlasting and then in verse 46 these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into life eternal Becca will you read that from your the whatever version you're using and then comment on those two words Sure, ESV uses the same words, um, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And maybe eternal is not the best uh, English translation there, but it does show consistency, because the Greek word is the same. It's ionios, and in verse 46, it's into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life, or should maybe say everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. But what we walk away with is the importance that if hell is eternal, heaven is eternal. And if heaven is eternal, hell is eternal, because here we have the same words used. So people like to say, 
You know, hell is something that we can get out of, something that does not last, something that is temporary. But if hell is temporary, then we have to realize that heaven would be temporary as well. The everlasting duration of heaven and hell stand or fall together because we have the same Greek word describing the duration of both heaven and hell in verses in verse 46 of of Matthew chapter 25. You really, you know, and what does this do about annihilation? You know, that's a very popular doctrine today is that um, because in and we might talk about this in our next po- podcast in uh, Matthew chapter 10, I believe it is, the word destruction is used to um, refer to hell. It is it is destruction. And so uh, scholars would like, some scholars would like for us to think that destruction just means a quick annihilation and that is what hell is versus heaven, which is everlasting bliss. Well, this verse right here really messes up that view that hell is simply annihilation. And we we will take that passage in our fourth podcast and talk about how that hell cannot possibly be annihilation, a quick destruction. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you have a great rest of the month. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.